The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Gadigal land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to Your Safe Space. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and coming up on the show today, I'm joined again by my friend and manager, M. as today we talk about one night stands and having sex for the very first time, plus what to do when you find yourself in the middle of a workplace affair. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to your safe space, Em. How are you? I am so well. How are you? I'm good. I've missed having you on. I know. I miss being here. I was kind of <laughs> like, wow, I'm kind of slaying this podcast thing. I'm having a lot of fun. I don't know if anyone else is, but I am. And that's the what people matters. People love you. And as they I fucking love the people. should. As they should. What's not to love? How are you going? Give us a little check-in because we haven't had you on for a little while. So I'm Good. What's been happening? You just had your birthday. I How just was had your my birthday? birthday. It was really good. It was nice to have like all my friends in one little spot, which was very nice and wholesome. Um, that we, yeah, we went out on like Saturday night and then Sunday I literally didn't leave my bed. I watched Camp Rock 1, Camp Rock 2. I watched Step Up. I That's a successful birthday weekend. Honestly, it was like incredible and I'm really, really into my like 2010s movies now. So that's my new thing. Okay. Movie error. Movie error. <laughs> How are you? What's new? What's happening with you? Oh, I'm good. I am obviously in Sydney for the day recording this podcast with you, but I've been yes, dating. I forced you back onto Hinge. You did. And <laughs> it's going well. There's been some handsome hot dates. I'm so glad we forced you back into this, but yeah, how are you finding it? There's Is been it some hate mail. Some hate mail? Oh, some hate mail. <laughs> should I play the voice message? I think you should play the voice message. Oh, okay, guys, wait. I need to set the scene. Okay. So I've been on Hinge for, what, two weeks now, maybe going into my third week. And I had this guy in my likes mm. thing. Anyway, I matched with him. And one of the prompts on his profile was my biggest fear, influencers and bloggers. Now, pause, because when we were setting up her account, I did a complete overhaul of her account. I was like, we are not going to give them too much. We're not going to say that you're an influencer. We're not going to say that you're a creator. We're not going to put too much on the profile just because like not that we want to be with men that are threatened by powerful women but men can be threatened by powerful successful women we wanted to keep it less intimidating yes and just to scary. see what would happen and so what I've been doing is I've been telling these boys that I'm an astrophysicist or just like a whole array of random lies <laughs> when they ask for my job and I eventually will obviously tell them the truth but I saw this on his profile and I thought you know what buddy I'm gonna have a little fun with you and so I matched with him and I said, oh no, I'm your worst nightmare. And he goes, are you an influencer? And I said, yes. This man then proceeds to send me a minute voice message. We're going to play it. Are we ready? Good morning, Adele. I'm just going to do one of these because it's easier. So uh, the influencers that ick me are <laughs> people who um, just constantly upload absolutely everything they're doing. Isn't that me? Is that not me? And we're not even done yet. Wait, wait, it gets better. Like, here's me having a coffee. Or here's what I'm eating today. Or here's, 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 what, I'm, here's what I'm doing right now. He's describing me to the fucking team. He's describing your everyday vlog. <laughs> hey guys, here's my Nest Cafe. It gets even better. And I upload like 50 stories. It's like, no one gives a shit. Like, People do give a shit, thank you. Wait for it. This is the kicker. But, um, yeah, there's a fine line bef between being helpful and annoying, I feel. 
influences. Um, I just have big egos, so oh, not really the big ego. So if you're a down to earth girl and have <laughs> energy, I'm all for it. But um, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to clarify like, my ick to um, influence. And- not him, like, I want to clarify my ick and then just describing you. <laughs> to like, the T. He should ask first, like, what kind of content do you create Thank before you. he just starts shit talking and then being like, oh, but if you're down to earth. And then he gets better. He goes, I don't reply. He sends a message saying, why don't we catch up then and you can help change my mind. And so I send him a voice message back and I'm like, the reason I don't have my voice message is because he unmatched me immediately. <laughs> but I said to him, that's not the foundation to start a relationship. And I said, I'm not here to try and convince you not to hate on what I do for a career and not to hate on what I do for a living. We're clearly not a good match. And your voice message just so so over the top, so uncalled for. He did not handle that well. That is he more so or less funny. told me to go fuck myself and then unmatch me. <laughs> if he's going to have such a strong opinion, back it up. Let's have a conversation. Agreed. But you know what I think had happened? I think maybe he dated an influencer and I think maybe he was hurt by one in the past. So he's got like influencer baggage. No, but (laughs) I feel like it's just he has like a superiority complex of like, I have a big boy job, so you must have a big boy job. I guess looking down on certain careers, which like I can understand if you might not want to be with a creator, but like. Correct. Yeah. It's this really strong position to start off on. I know. Anyway, I thought that was funny. I thought it was quite funny. And um, we're going to get into the show now, guys. Hope you enjoyed that little story. Thursday episode where we do confessions and questions and we're going to get into today's tea. All right, Em, are you ready for the confession of the week? I'm ready. I'm excited. It's titled My Workplace Affair. Oh, Oh, I like it. Hi, Adele. I have a confession and I need some big sister advice. I'm 24 and I've been in a long-term relationship for seven years We own a house together and have two dogs. While I love my partner, I have felt almost bored with our current life. I see other people in their 20s living a more adventurous life. I felt bored and I'm no longer sexually attracted in my current relationship. And as a result, I have pursued someone who works in the same building as me as there is a mutual attraction between us. His name is David. We haven't been intimate but we have been having lunch dates for a couple of months now and get along really well. There is chemistry between us that we both agree we haven't experienced before. To say I'm confused is an understatement. What do I do? Do I stay in my seven-year relationship that feels safe and secure or take a risk, lose my home and my life as I know it to experience something new and exciting? I know the grass isn't always greener, but I don't want to live a life with regrets. Thank you. Goodness me. I have things to say. So do I. Do you want to start? I'm going to start. I'm going to save my final thought to the end. Okay. But I'm going to start at the top. Yeah. Because her long-term relationship, seven years, house together, two dogs, that's my literal fucking dream. Yeah. But isn't that is also like not everyone's dream, but no. I'm sure it is her dream, just not right now. Yes. Like, I feel like that's most people that go into a long-term relationship, the goal is, like, a life together. So she's she's got the dream. She has it. And then I think, is this a bit of, like, comparison is the thief of joy? Because yes. are people, are these other people in their 20s who are out there living this adventurous life really living their adventurous life? Do you know what I mean? Everything looks better from a distance. People are only posting their highlight reels. People are only posting. They probably are living their best life, yeah. to be honest. 
but they're also probably going home being like, wow, I wish I had a partner. I wish I had a house. I wish I had yes. a dog. Like you can enjoy one thing and still crave the other. I feel like there is something that she can do to like fix this at least for the time being and see how that works out before making a big decision. You know, she says she's bored and no longer sexually attracted in the current relationship. Have you tried to change that? Have you tried to fix that? Have you put in work before just yeah. saying, let me drop this and try this thing with David? The only reason you're probably into David is because he's giving you the attention that you're not getting at home. Yep. Tell your partner that. Yep. Fix it. Talk about it. Like, I think there are so many steps you can take before just saying, oh, I'm going to call this one off and try again. Mm-hmm. Like, seven years is a long time. And I think there's something that happens in relationships, long-term relationships as well, where you get to certain points and things can start to feel a bit stale. Things can start to feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. Both of you may be putting in less effort or attention or intimacy into the relationship just because you're so comfortable with each other. And I would agree with you on that. Like I think whenever I've even been in long-term relationships and I've thought, oh my God, I could possibly be more attracted to someone else or I have thoughts about doing things with other people. I'm like, well, I need to like just check my behavior and check my current Mm. relationship. Like, am I feeling secure? Is my partner giving me attention? Are things healthy between us? Are we communicating or are we not? Is this why this listener is going and doing certain things? Do you classify this as cheating? I'm curious to know your take on it. Um, yes. So do I. Uh, yes, kind of. I (laughs) I think, I think it's really tricky, but I think first of all, long-term relationships are boring. Yeah. I think Relationships are boring and that's not a bad thing. No, boring is safe. Boring is good, boring is safe. Yeah. But boring can also get old. Like I think that you've got to make the active effort to keep things interesting and be like, yes, we can be boring because we're secure and we like just spending time together. But also this listener's obviously getting to a point where they're like, okay, no, I'm I'm bored of the boring. I want something a little more exciting. And I think that you can work on that as a couple. But I do think this is slightly cheating. There's like, you know, the emotional cheating. Can I put you onto something? Because mm. I did a bit of research. Mm. It's called micro-cheating. Micro-cheating. Have I feel like I it? have heard of that. Okay, so micro-cheating and emotional cheating are different. There is a bit of an overlap. Emotional cheating, obviously there's like zero hanky-panky, but there is inappropriate emotional investment. Whereas with micro-cheating, there is emotional boundary crossing. I'm going to give you some examples and I want you to tell me if you think this is micro-cheating. Okay. Because this is what I found online, okay? Okay. Obviously, everyone has their own idea of what crosses boundaries and what is classified as cheating within their own relationships, but these are some examples. Always replying to a specific person's Instagram story. Micro-cheating or not? I don't want to sound crazy, but kind of micro-cheating. Yep, I actually agree with you. (laughs) Double-tapping your ex's Instagram photos. Not always. I think it depends on what it is. Paying more attention to someone who isn't your partner than your actual partner at a party or event. It really depends. I'm not good at this. Yeah, because I'm like, I see my partner all the time. I'll be going home with you. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that one is probably a little bit reaching. Yeah. This one. Muting someone or deleting a text exchange so your partner won't find out you're chatting. Cheating. 100%. If you have to delete shit. If you know you're doing something wrong and something that will upset your partner and you're going out of your way to make sure they don't find out, cheating. Yeah, and then this one, sharing personal details about sexual tastes, kinks and fantasies with someone who isn't your partner. Not always. Again, context. Like, I don't know. I'm like... Context matters. Context matters so much. Like, I think that... It's all about making sure that you're not crossing a boundary with your partner. Like I could be discussing my sexual kinks and fantasies with With you and that's not crossing a boundary. But if I'm saying it to a work colleague who I think is kind of cute and there's like a bit of a flirty undertone, that's crossing a boundary. Yeah. 
When something good happens, are you rushing to tell the other person before you tell your partner? I don't think that's... I don't want to say that's cheating, but that My, would hurt micro me. Micro-cheating. It's micro-cheating. It's micro-cheating. That's just, what they classify it as. Yeah. There's so I many mean, words and terms now in the dating eras, but... I think what caught my eye is there is chemistry between us that we both agree we haven't experienced before. So they're obviously talking about, mm. it's not just like, oh, let's share a meal together at the same time. They're obviously having like DNM chats and crossing emotional boundaries. Yeah. So I think what this listener needs to do is make a decision as quickly as possible because what she's doing to her partner isn't fair. And what she's also doing to herself isn't fair. She's putting herself in limbo, putting herself in confusion mm. and kind of creating a little bit of a shitstorm. What would you do? What would your decision be? In my 20s, I probably would have broken up with my partner. Mm. Now, I appreciate and I understand that a boring relationship is not a bad thing. I also understand that communication and commitment and work that is required to go into a relationship helps keep it alive. So maybe I would try to fix it first. Yeah. But I also think you need both partners to come to the party. So it would really depend on how we got to that spot in the first place. Yes, it's all very much dependent on the existing relationship and how well they communicate and how they can kind of work through these things. If I was in this situation, I would be telling David from work like, hey, no more lunches for a while. I need to figure out where my head's yeah. at. I would talk to my partner. To be honest, I'd probably just be honest with my partner and be like, I've been like kind of weirdly feeling like I've been wanting to like flirt with other people and blah, blah, blah. Like this relationship is kind of getting like boring. Can we please do X, Y, Z? Can we try and fix it this way? You can't just go to your partner and say, this is boring and offer no solutions. I think have solutions, have what you think would help you in the relationship. Approach them, say, hey, like I don't know where I'm at. Like I'm feeling really stuck, but I'd appreciate if we like did more date nights. If we did this, like – Physical touch is really important to me. I want more of that flirty stuff. Give it a couple weeks. Give it a couple months. If there's no improvement and you're still like, I'm just missing the (laughs) the lunches with David or like this partner's really not fulfilling me, then maybe it's time to really have that like, oh, do we break up talk? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like our response to this listener. Good luck to this listener. (laughs) Good luck. If you want to DM me and let me know what you did or what you have done, I would love to know. Because, yeah, I'm curious. And, I mean, it's easy for us to sit here and say, like, when we're not in that circumstance, like, Mm. what we would and wouldn't do. But, obviously, you're in it and you're probably feeling lots of different things at the moment. So, take some time out. And I want to say as well, you're not alone at all. Like, this is so, so common for a lot of long-term relationships, especially in your, like, early 20s. I went through the kind of the same thing of being like, oh, God, like, is this relationship boring is this actually like am I actually in love like is this what I want yeah is this it forever and I think that yeah when you're young you kind of are like oh at least in my head I was like I'd rather be broken up with at 22 than at like 28 and a half to start again so I think she's probably also being like oh I'm on a time crunch like I'm only 24 do I want to be single and like break up now instead of having these same thoughts and feelings in another 10 years time a relationship is going to require a lot of work and a lot of effort regardless so try and put in the work now see how it turns out But you're not alone. I think everyone kind of goes through this in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's normal to find other people attractive as well. Oh, absolutely. I think maybe the line then crosses when you start doing some of the micro cheating or emotional cheating that we spoke about. All right. Thank you, guys. If you have a confession or if you have something you want to get off your chest or if there's something that is eating you alive, this is the place. This is the place to let it out. Please do. The form is in the link and we can't wait to read it. 
Okay, we are going to jump into our question now. And disclaimer, guys, we are not qualified professionals. No shit. We're just two. Absolutely not. Furthest <laughs> thing girls from it. Giving you a hot take. And I just want to remind you take our advice with a grain of salt. Take everything in life with a grain of salt. Just vibes. But if you obviously do need professional help, please check the show notes. Okay, Em, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm a 28 year old woman and still a virgin. I've had the opportunity to lose it plenty of times before, but just never felt ready enough until recently. The issue is now I don't know how to go about it. It feels awkward to share with men that I've never had sex at this age before, so I usually just avoid it. But I do want to experience love, a relationship and sex. How do I navigate this? How would you navigate this? Is it bad for me to just lose it to a one night stand just to get it over with? Interesting. I would lose it with a one night stand and get it over with. You would? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't. No? No, I wouldn't because, I don't know, maybe I think for your first time, it's, you want it, don't you want to feel safe and secure and comfortable? Are you really going to feel that with a one night stand? I think virginity is a construct. Yes. And then so, there's that. like... Whatever. I don't think a first time is really an important thing. Unless, like, I understand for some people it is an important thing and I do get that as well. Yeah. I want to say culturally, in some cultures, some religions, they do place value in it. For me personally, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Maybe not a one night stand, but it would be something casual. Like, I don't think... Personally, I wouldn't be, like, waiting for a relationship to lose my virginity. Yeah, no. I would, like, have a conversation... Like someone that I was talking to, go on like a couple dates and like have sex. I also wouldn't tell them I was a virgin. Neither would I. I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. You know why I wouldn't tell them? Because I feel like once you would tell a guy, some of them, not all of them, some of them would use it as an invitation to be like, let me be your first or use it as like a challenge to see if like, and then I'm like, that's not, that's yuck energy. Yeah. I think that you would meet people, there would be some guys that would yeah use it as like a oh, yeah, I want to take your virginity, or it would be like a, oh, I don't want that responsibility, or some people might feel like they have this, like, power over you in a way. Yeah. And to be honest, it's, like, none of their business. Correct. I think if you're comfortable enough with someone, then you can kind of tell them. I think it all, everything is so dependent. But I think if you're just going to have sex with someone because you want to have sex with someone, that's all they need to know. Just do it. And I agree with you on that. But I want to also just shout out, this listener has written in saying, I want to experience love, a relationship and sex. Those three things are very different. Yes. They are not (laughs) always occurring at the same time. No. So if you go out kind of looking for all those things at once, I don't know. My advice to her would be just go out with the intention of dating and having fun and getting to know someone and seeing how you go with that. And if a relationship or love comes from that, amazing but if it doesn't like at least you're ticking one of the things off yeah and I also think like it really depends on who you are as a person and what you value like if you do value virginity and sex to be something that is like intimate and only shared with a partner then that's fine yeah but like the listener has asked us the question of like is it bad to just lose it to a one-night stand and get it over with and no it's not bad and I think if that's something that you're considering then obviously you don't really just see sex as something that is to be shared in a relationship only. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to say I don't think it's bad, but I personally wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't have wanted to have lost mine. Lost mm. mine. Lost, lost mine. My like it's like something. No, to a one night stand. But then I'm like, I lost my virginity when I was like 16. 
I think I think I was like 15 or 16. Yeah. My high school boyfriend. Same. It was very different. Same. Very different circumstances. And I also just want to say to anyone listening who is a virgin, regardless of your age, or who hasn't had sex. I'm going to say that. I even fucking hate using the word, the word virgin. virgin is it's so, so like, creepy. I'm like, what are we in like school and like at a Catholic school? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Virgin. Yeah. Like. So if you haven't had sex or any type of sexual intercourse, it's not the worst thing in the world. There are people listening that are also out here, 28, 29, 30, who may not have had sex as well. That's okay. Mm. And it's no one's it's business. It's fine. It's not anyone's business. Yeah. And it doesn't change who you are as a person. It doesn't make your experiences as a person any less valid. Like- who cares? Yeah. But yeah, we're coming from a place where we lost our virginities to our so high school boyfriend. Long ago. Was it awkward? I don't even remember. I don't think so. I feel like I I think was he awkward. wasn't a virgin, but I was. Sorry. Yeah, same. I hate the word virgin. Yeah, no, he hadn't. Like, he yeah. had had sex. I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of like just like following the lead. But I don't think, even like if I have casual sex or whatever now, like it's not awkward. I think it's so important to be able to like laugh and kind of be like, yes. Ah, ha ha. Because, like, sex is kind of awkward. And can I also just add on that point? As someone who has the fucking longest dry spells in the world, every time I go to have sex again, it's like I feel like I'm having sex again for the first time. I'm like, what am I doing? Where do I put things? What is this? Like, mm, I freak out a little bit, right? So I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Then the guy I'm going to actually have, not going to know. The guy I'm having sex with isn't going to know. No one's ever. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, if he's like, oh, oh my God, like, you're so tired. You're like, yeah, babe. Like, <laughs> Like, what do you mean? He doesn't need to know. Men are dumb. Sorry. Yeah. Like, you, he doesn't need to know if you're a virgin or not. He won't fucking know the difference. Literally. Okay. So, to this listener, no. It's not bad if you want to lose, lose it to a one-night stand. That's fine. If you feel comfortable enough and you're consenting, that's all we can ask for. Mm. I will just say, if you are going to have sex with someone, it's really hard to gauge. But you want to make sure it's someone that is also, like, a giver. Because especially for your first time, you don't want it to just be someone that's like, penetrative sex here we go yeah you want it to be a whole experience yeah, and not because you're like oh it's an experience but because you don't want it to hurt you want it to be like an actual pleasurable experience for yeah. yourself so like I don't know how you're meant to gauge that without asking questions you know what it's actually interesting because I feel like if I was to have sex for the first time now you're so much more aware of pleasure of all these other things mm-hmm. that happen in the bedroom whereas at 16 I had no fucking idea yeah you're just wow, like, oh, okay. let's just like have sex. Whereas I think now even... Tune out that stuff, I'm going to say. Tune, like, to this listener, tune it out. Find a guy, find a good man out there on a dating app, go on a couple of dates, bang him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. All right, good luck to this listener with your first time sexual experience. <laughs> Use protection. Use protection. We don't want a baby or an STD or anything else. And remember, it's as big a deal as you make it. Correct. It doesn't need to be a big deal. If you want something that's the whole experience, then that's fine to wait for that as well. But if you just want to have sex, just go have sex. Yeah. For a sex-positive safe space here. Sex-positive safe space. Get it, girl. All right, guys. If you have any questions for the show, please leave it in the form as well. We can wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Em, for co-hosting with me again. Thank you for having me. I'll have you back any day of the week. Please. Thank you so much. Guys, please tag us on your stories while you're listening. That would mean a lot to me. And please give us a rating on Spotify or an Apple. If you've already done that, thank you so much. But if you haven't, please go and tap those five stars and follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and join the Facebook community. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your safe space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network.